Hello, I'm Nigella Lawson and these are my summer sound bites. Three podcasts in celebration of summer cooking and eating, produced in collaboration with my publisher's Vintage. Now, I'm unapologetic about being a home cook rather than a chef. Real cooking, the sort that goes on in homes, doesn't have to be tricksy or difficult. A dish of chicken poached with leeks and carrots definitely isn't fancy. But it tastes good and feels essentially nourishing to both body and soul to cook and eat. I want you to feel that I'm there with you in the kitchen as you cook. My books are the conversations we might be having, and these podcasts are an extension of that. Today I'm thinking about a high summer while I live in hope, alfresco lunch from my first cookbook, How to Eat, and I'm just going to read a little bit from it. To eat outside, you don't necessarily have to cook a lot, but you've got a lot to think about. I'm talking here about a table-borne lunch outside in the garden. Choose nothing fussy, nothing that will grow waxy or dry in the heat, and nothing that will sit too heavily on the digestion. Lots of meat, quivering pots of mayonnaise in the sun's glare, bread already cut, much traditional picnic fare is ruled out. Certainly a hunk of bread, a wedge of cheese and a peppery salami will do on cooler days, but even in moderate heat, bread gets stale in a matter of minutes, cheese and meat quickly grow a patina of rancid sweatiness. Pitta is better, unsurprisingly, at withstanding heat. It does harden to cardboard on pliableness if left out too brazenly, but covered with a napkin or toasted to water on a nearby barbecue, it will hold up better than ciabatta, baguette or bloomer. Don't bother cooking a pudding. You could go for Greek yoghurt with honey and passion fruit, otherwise serve grapes and plums all'italiana, bobbing about in water and ice cube filled bowls, or any amount of fruit cut up with as much dexterity as you could muster, in my case not much. Japanese style, tropical fruits obviously do well in the heat. Cut pawpaws in half, remove the black stony pips and squirt with lime or fill the cavities, avocado style, with strawberries that have been chopped and macerated with a sprinkling of balsamic vinegar or with plain, unadorned raspberries. If you can get the wonderful fibreless Indian or Alphonse mangoes, do buy one, but eat one yourself to test for stringiness before you consider introducing them into polite society. Food that suits hot weather is, well, it stands to reason, food that is customarily eaten in hot countries. I tend to go for the food of the Eastern Mediterranean. I'm not pretending to set up a taverna in my backyard, but when it's hot, I want tabbouleh, hummus, garlic chicken, mint sprinkled slices of aubergine and the balm of juicy, cold, jade-coloured wedges of cucumber. Nigella, a weekend summer lunch outside. What does this idea evoke for you and I wondered was there a particular time in your life when al fresco dining became a key part of your social eating? I started having lunches in the garden when my children were very small well for one thing it was the first time I had a garden and also when I was younger uh, I have to say I kind of did nothing much at the weekend so I'd get up later most of my socialising was in the evening once you have children that's not really an option and there's something wonderful about having your friends for lunch on a summer's weekend and there are lots of small children, maybe some older children, just running about. I find that very relaxed. And I think because of that, the cooking is also relaxed. Now, I suppose my idea of the perfect lunch outside has, first of all, to 
include drinking rosé wine in the dappled shade. I never go for the full-on glare of the sun. I think, for me, it's easiest just to put cutlery on the table for people just to help themselves. I always believe in a bit of a DIY element. And not just because I'm lazy, I just think informality is more relaxing. I think it's quite important not to cook the sort of food that means you have to go in and out of the kitchen to the garden all the time. You don't want to be running about, at least I don't, but then I never want to be running about. And I suppose I love food that you can eat with your fingers, like picky little bits. There's a there's a recipe in Nigella Summer, which is for crispy lamb chops, although I know I should say crisp lamb chops. Jane Grigson was always very strict about how annoying it was that people said crispy, so I do feel a sense of shame. And these are just wonderful to eat. You've got the crunch of a slight parmesan pita breadcrumb crust, and then the lamb chops are just wonderfully sort of pink and tender within. And anything, I have to say, maybe this is bad, anything that has breadcrumbs and is fried and that you can eat with your fingers, that's never a bad thing. I also like porchetta. And this is an Italian sort of rolled pork with herbs and onions and spices. And you slice this and eat it in buns. And although it might sound odd to have something like this, actually I find it much easier because the pork takes quite a long time to cook and therefore it's just in in the oven beforehand. You're not trying to get a lot of things ready at the last minute. And it slightly reminds me of strolling through Italian markets in summer and there's always a van somewhere selling these. You get a roll that's stuffed with a wadge of porchetta. Just delicious, much better than a burger. One of the things I like as well are things to dip tortilla chips or crudite into. And I don't think this needs to be fancy. I've got something in my new book, Simply Nigella, which I call a simple salsa, because it is a simple salsa. And it's made of tomatoes, a bit of onion and some jalapeno chilies. It's not too hot. You can really, you can make it as hot or as mild as you like. Fewer chilies or take the seeds out. I always like it quite fiery, which might sound an aggressive act if there are small children there. There's nothing to stop you having one bowl that's quite mild and one bowl that's quite fiery. But that wonderful thing of dipping and coming back, no double dipping, obviously, but I like that sort of thing. It's not really for me a starter. It's just there, great with drinks, but actually also quite a wonderful sauce alongside, say, the lamb chops or the chicken. Nigella, I wanted to ask whether there were dishes that you find yourself returning to again and again when you're entertaining people outside. Like everyone who cooks, I do tend to return again and again to certain recipes. Sometimes it's because friends of mine request a particular recipe and sometimes it's just because I think, I love this recipe, I know it works and I want to eat it again. The minute I feel that summer's in the air... It has to be my watermelon feta and black olive salad. Now, I wrote about this in Nigella Summer, which was published in 2002, but I'm still making it every year, and, well, there's no reason not to. There's just something about that juiciness of the watermelon and the saltiness of the feta, and just a few mint leaves as well. I know when I first wrote about it, it sounded a bit odd, but actually it does come in some form or another uh, from the Eastern Mediterranean. And of course, they're good at knowing about what to eat in the heat. I also really feel summer for me is about linguine with chilli crab and watercress. Now, actually, you could just as easily use 
rocket in place of the watercress. Um, I think that note of pepperiness, wherever it comes from, is wonderful with a slight richness of the crab. I think crab is very underrated. And these linguini are wonderfully fragrant and, well, it's summer in a bowl. One of the wonderful things about a butterfly leg of lamb, I always find, is that you can cook it in the oven or on a barbecue, which is great in summer, should you have a barbecue, but not awful if you don't. And actually, I'm a terrible carver, and it's very easy to slice a butterfly leg of lamb. And also, it goes so far, it goes much further than a normal leg of lamb, simply because you can slice it so thinly. There are so many ways I flavour a butterfly leg of lamb, which is one of the things I like about it. But I have to say, I return again and again to the version that's in Nigelissima, which is with bay leaves and balsamic vinegar, a lot of garlic as well. It's always a winner. Now, Nigella, I have a terrible sweet tooth, so I'm going to have to insist that you give me some pudding to think about. You know, I have to say, when you think summer, you think ice cream, or I do. But I really love the sort of ice creams you don't need an ice cream machine for. But I return to certain no-churn ice creams as much as I'm always coming up with new ones. I always love the prettily pink no-churn pomegranate ice cream. Uh, You can scatter a few pomegranate seeds on top and then it's just beautiful. But the flavour is so good. And I know this is maybe a teeny bit camp, but that has never worried me. I'm particularly fond as well of my no-churn margarita ice cream. I like a bitter note in dessert, and this may not be right for children, but it's very good for grown-ups, which is an O-churn coffee ice cream. And I often serve this, in fact, you can do any ice cream in that, in a split brioche bun. I came across that when I was in the south of Italy, instead of a cone or instead of out of a bowl with a spoon. So it's a bit like a sweet burger, just a dollop of ice cream in a bun. That is so good. I think... A lot of people who've got my books or watch my series know that I am a pavaholic and I'm always doing pavlovas. But I've got another version that's sort of meringue cream and fruit that is very laid back to eat. And it's called forgotten pudding, which I rather love that. Um, and really, you make a meringue and you then put it on a sheet pan hot oven which you then turn off and you leave it there overnight the one thing you mustn't do is open the oven i have to put a post-it on the oven saying do not open otherwise i know i open it and then put a chicken into roast uh it's wonderfully marshmallowy it's not got the crispness on the outside but when you bring this sheet pan out and you just put some cream on top and whatever berries you want it's also very easy to serve you just put it on the table and you either cut it into squares for people or they can just cut a square for themselves as they eat And are there any countries that have influenced you more than any others when it comes to summer cooking? I'm a sort of cook who likes to borrow from a lot of countries. And I have to say I'm not a purist and I'm not ashamed of the fact that sometimes I'll take a little bit from this country, a little bit from that country and fuse them together. But obviously I'm an English cook, so I would sometimes get the idea of a certain way of cooking something. But it is, if you like, refracted through the prism of the food I ate as a child. So my mother would always make a mint sauce, but these days I might borrow from an Italian idea, and I have to say Italy always remains one of my greatest influences. I mean, I lived there for a bit when I was young. So I might make more of a salsa verde. In other words, herbs, capers, garlic olive oil, a spritz of lemon or a teeny bit of vinegar. But if I'm having lamb, I might major on mint. If I'm having chicken, I might major on tarragon. But the thing about tarragon is you must never major too heartily. It it doesn't work like that. But 
parsley and a bit of tarragon or parsley and some mint and maybe if I want to go uh, a bit more Southeast Asian and Thailand is a country that has influenced me more latterly um, I might add coriander and mint to this so I suppose it's just about thinking of flavours from certain countries but not as it were trying to turn my house or my garden into an Italian restaurant or a Thai restaurant. Nigella, thank you so much for bringing the spirit of summer into this studio. (laughs) My pleasure. And I should also add that these recipes are just as delicious if you don't have a garden. Thank you for listening to my summer sound bites. I read today from my very first cookbook, How to Eat. My latest, Simply Nigella, is out now. You can also find a selection of summer recipes on nigella.com. Do look out for the next episode in my Summer Soundbites podcast series, when I will be talking about one of my favourite ways of eating, the summer indoor picnic. <laughs>